Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Dear listeners, Susanna Do Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and this is once again Wendy. And we are reporting from Fantastic Fest, sort of live, doing daily podcasts each day. Fantastic. Each day of the festival. Yes. Yes. A daily, a daily recap. So we have just finished with day number two, two of Fantastic Fest 2016. And so this was our first full day of the festival. So we started at about 10 30 in the morning yes. and went till 2 30 ish at night considering that i didn't go to bed till 3 30 last night 10 30 was quite early to be at the theater but it was so worth it it really was because we started up we both started out in the same movie sitting next to each other which was kind of perfect because it was magadira which is a telugu <gasps> A movie, Indian film mm-hmm. from uh, 2009. Yes. And it was amazing. It, it was, I, I, what I put on my Facebook is, it is all that is best in life. Yes, like, it really is. It really is. Continuing the more is more trajectory that we started with Alavand and this, oh my goodness, and the, so much hair, so much hair. Yeah, it's like, the, it was a story that, was so epic they put another epic story inside of it. Yes. It's an epic turducken. <laughs> it's 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 epic shoved inside of epic. Yes. There it okay, so there's like romance and then there's like a romance that happened four hundred years ago, also a romance with the same people because, you know, India and uh Well yeah, yeah. and and Re- reincarnation and swords and explosions and a Jeep running into a helicopter. Yes. And uh uh doves Doves, Lots of doves flying and, when, and when a doves very, cry. very, very evil, evil man making evil, man. evil faces. Yes. And, and lots of wind machines. Yes. Lots of hair. Lots of, uh, seriously. Singing, dancing. Oh, Wendy was like taking mental notes. I could tell she'd just sit forward with every dance sequence and just like analyze. There was some just great choreography. Yeah, there was great stuff going on there. Like, oh, uh, and... Lots of angles and really good, like unison and fun. I was just like, yes. And did you, like, did you hear what Josh was saying? That the oh, the, the cameos, the cameo. Yeah. Like we ran into Josh Hurtado, who's the man who scheduled these at Fantastic Fest, and he was telling us like more about them and about some of the cameos and like that was and, the and star's he, father who was a star doing his famous dance that he did, and it was just delightful. And he he showed us. Photos from the set of Bahubali 2. Yes, because he visited the set of Bahubali <laughs> yeah. 2. So anyway, back to Magadira. Magadira is um, it's a it's a love story. It is very much a love story. So let's see, he's a he's a bike racer, jumper person, and he a chance encounter with a woman, he touches her hand and it's he can feel and he's starting to remember, oh, 
And she's all like, no. And then she's like, oh, maybe. And then, oh, and, and, and then evil guy sees her and he wants her. And then, then, and like, there's all these like flash flashes of the past of what was it? And then like literally intermission was intermission. When we come back, we'll be 400 years ago. And we're finally going to tell you what happened. <laughs> yep. Except yeah, and it, yeah. no actual intermission. So it was intermission. And now we go on. Yeah, er, intermission was was the card that says intermission, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> and then you go back 400 years, and there's chariot racing and swords and spears and gorgeous costumes and flirting and more wind machines. Yeah, uh, it's wild. It really is. And then, uh, so, but then we have to... We come back to the present and we have to resolve the crisis from our past lives by before the grand conjunction of eight planets that is visible in the sky as a swirly swirl. Yeah, because Shh. because planets, planets, planets come out of the sky and crash into the earth. Just I, let I think it happen. They, I think they meant comets. They might be comets, but comets don't do that either. No, just let it it's, happen. It's a, it happens every 400 years. They look like sperm in the sky. Like, they right? they, they kind of did. Or tadpoles, maybe. They're, the crowd was into it. Oh, like, it lots was, of applause. It was a, it, epic. Epic movie is epic. And, e and like yeah. the, as the mentioned, like, truck into the helicopter, like, my arms just flew in the air, like, I can't handle what, what yes. I just saw. <laughs> that was so great. There, there are action sequences that are just so over the top that you can't help but go, yeah! They're just bonkers. Everything is bonkers. Oh, well, well, and because when he's in the past, he's this famous warrior that comes from a clan that they they typically die by thirty because they fight all the time. But they're not. They don't die until they've defeated a hundred men. They can defeat one hundred men by themselves all in one go. Like this is the fable about them. So the evil warlord Shere Khan wants to take over the kingdom, and he sends a hundred men out to to take him down and then as he's fighting and killing all of them the evil warlord is counting them down yep and as he goes on the evil warlord is honest to god falling in love with him yes so the oh there's end, an epic romance and an epic bromance exactly yeah it really becomes a really. bromance so by the end the the warlord is like you're amazing and let's be friends and i'm sorry i invaded and you can have the kingdom and <laughs> yeah except and except evil guy e except evil guy with deep voice Yes. And, and fabulous clothes. He had, really, he yeah. liked the turbans. Yeah. His turbans he, were on point. And, and the, and the, uh, the, the long, the vest, the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. His kurta and very like nice. gorgeous mm. jewelry. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very nice, very nice. So, um, yeah, on point. Magadira. Magadira. Seek it out. It's, oh, yeah. it is great. It's it, really great. Like, um, I need to talk to Josh about how I can find it. He's like, oh, these are hard to get. So I'm going to be talking to him and, oh, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. the uh, He gave it, us a website that we could check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because it can be hard to find a good quality uh, Indian film. Like often when you buy it off of even Amazon, what you get is somebody's cell phone video from a from seeing it in the theater. So Yeah. They, they have some pretty sucky reprodu reproductions. Uh the Indian film industry does not have a long history of archival uh, no. talents. <laughs> they were these were very uh, disposable pieces of entertainment, even up into the modern era. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. 
So that was Magadira. It was three hours of awesome that yes. started off the day with a bang. Like I was high for the next hour on just what was that? It, it's pretty great. Yes. I And I mean, within the first like three minutes, um, there is a dance sequence where a woman thrusts her boobs out in front of her and all the men turn to stone. Yeah. She like kinda, literally they, they like, it's like Medusa. She to pops stone. her chest at them and they just, what? And they, they're they, stone. They, they freeze in their little dance poses and. And a little yeah. CGI to make them look like stone. And then, yeah, it's, oh, that yeah. was a great, that was a great. And then they break dance out of it. It's pretty great. <laughs> So, so next up, we both we both saw "Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl," which is set in 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it took me a bit to be like, "Okay, this is a this is a period piece." Yeah, I, but well, because so many things we do these days are so very 70s, 80 yeah, like, like styles and th- thanks sounds. to the hipsters, it's like, yeah, are you being a hipster or is this actually a period piece? Oh, it's a period piece. Okay, good. Yep. Um, the soundtrack. I loved. Yeah, it's a very good soundtrack. But we should backtrack what the movie is actually about. It's it's this uh, it's story about this not teenage but uh, uh, young adult not young adult but like a she's, she's like drinking twenty she's drinking age yeah but early drinking age very um, uh, very, very naive isolated yeah, not somebody shy. who's had who has a lot of social connections yeah so a young lady in 1980 who is required to go off and live with her agoraphobic aunt yes uh who basically has not been seen outside of her bedroom in years 15 years at but least. she's gotten worse because we find out that she, you know when she was a kid she used to go visit her yeah. and they would leave the house her aunt was always crazy like her aunt was always mentally ill mentally ill but like it has gotten noticeably worse yeah so they used to be able to go outside but not near crowds and now she's like hasn't been outside of the room and, and nobody's seen and her. refuses to come out yeah. refuses to let her niece see her but i like that they established that they didn't used to have a relationship yeah and she's been sent there by her mom because somebody needs to watch her but also she's got money Mm -hmm. and if you go watch her maybe we'll get the money when she dies yeah and so this this poor young girl who is desperate for some sort of human interaction is alone basically alone in this big victorian house um and so she's Going outside, she meets a a woman of similar age. Well, very outgoing, very, very flamboyant, yeah. like everything she wishes she could be. Yeah, kind of her opposite. Yeah, and uh, they they bond and they start forming a relationship. And uh, while kind of creepy stuff is happening, not creepy, but like like it's I, not a pleasant situation in the house because it's lonely and strange. Yeah, but nothing, and, nothing. Nothing outside of the normal is happening other than just the yeah. situation itself. Like, it's very... That part is still very realistic. Yeah. Although, it is to be clear, this is a movie where when you're in... When she's in the house alone, the sounds are very kind of unnaturally loud. Yeah. And so it, it's starting to work the strings of a, of a haunted house film. Either... Well... And, and, but it's very subtle. Or it could be a psychological... It yeah, could be a psychological it, yeah. thriller. It could be a haunted house film. We'll come to why we're debating this in a bit. Yeah. Um, so basically, the this flamboyant girl Beth um, is, you know, 
she doesn't have any money. The main girl, Adele, doesn't have any money. Her aunt won't give her an advance. Mm-hmm. Everything's expensive. She's got she's got the money that she's supposed to be spending on these specific things, and so she starts getting the cheaper ones so that she can get a little bit of money and mm-hmm. like live a little bit of her life. Like you can totally see where she's coming from, and of course, Beth is encouraging this. Yeah, to the point of while wow, this prescription's expensive, you know what? You don't need that. Just get these off the counter medicine instead. Yeah. Um, and swap I'm, out I'm not supposed and... to leave her alone. Oh, come away to, to a late cabin with me just to spend the night. Yeah. So Beth's kind of a bad influence, but on the other hand, this poor girl has never had a life. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she goes off with Beth. There, are um, some miscommunications about what exactly is happening. Yeah. It's very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that that's going to happen. Like here's this girl latching on so tight. And and Beth, of course, eventually being like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. nope, that's that's not what I want here. And then going back in, I'm, I'm and do and, we spoil it? No, I I think we can just leave it at that. I mean, it's it is this long slow burn of yes, very and it's, deliberate. It's a, it is a it is a character study. Yes, primarily of that main character, and um, it's very delicately handled. The it's totally fantastic yes it is it is just it's all about the tone and and about this character and it it does so many things right yeah where it is really disappointing it fails the landing yeah like the 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 end point of the movie doesn't feel earned Well, well or not necessarily earned but it's the um it's it, like it they, doesn't even make sense it, it does not make sense so they're my my possibilities are either the writer didn't know what to do with that element and just started, you know, throwing stuff in just for the effect and not really having anything to support a backstory. Well, as of you that put it, world. was he was he wanted to world build except he didn't build the world. Yeah, or uh, he built the world so complex but didn't let us in on enough of it, so it just seemed random. Like. And so, I, so that's what one of I the got. other. Yeah. Like, I felt like he knew exactly the way it played to me. And listeners, I want to be clear. Like this movie misses in the last three minutes. Yeah. Like it is, it's going along. I'm on board. It's, it's being handled so confidently. Mm-hmm. And like when it missed at the end, I literally was like, wait, what? I feel like I missed a clue. Mm-hmm. The way it was presented was like your kid coming home and going, "Look at what I made," and you want to you want to congratulate them and praise them, but you literally don't know what it is. Right, right. Like, I, That's look, it, at, it, look oh. at my drawing. That's an elephant. Um, uh. <laughs> that sure is a pretty picture, honey. What is it? Yeah. Um. Somebody else that I talked to posited that maybe he had a very clear ending, and maybe this. Like somebody else or the studio or something was like, no, it needs to be more complex, and mm-hmm. so they they purposefully obfuscated it. But yeah, and yeah. the lead actress is she's fantastic. She's l- like so captivating. Like in a movie that burns so slow and is so much just about watching her face as she just watches what's going on around her. I loved watching her. Yeah. I I was just on board. Like I will watch you in this movie. Yeah, the uh, the two main actresses were there with the director mm-hmm. at the Q and A today, and uh, 
the the main actress um I, forgive me i don't have her name in front of me but um she's kind of you know s- slight and mousy in mm-hmm. real life as well she just exudes that um that vulnerable. very vulnerable character and and she uses it to a T on screen. It's oh, amazing. It's a really huge good, eyes. Good performance. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So I would say see it. Yeah. There's a lot to like there. Just, you know, FYI, the ending. And, mm-hmm. and for, you know, like 80% of the things we see at Fantastic Fest are so male driven. And this is a movie almost entirely populated by women. Yeah. There's like, there is one line said by him. Two lines said by a guy. Yeah. So this is a very female centric movie. Yeah. So that was that was a really nice thing. Mm-hmm. And they and both women were handled really well. Yeah. Like their their characters. Ooh, random noises. Yep. <laughs> there. Oh, uh, that's exciting. Um. So so then, then so third slide uh, we saw a separate movie. So you saw Autopsy of Jane Doe, yes. right? So please, please. Autopsy expound. of Jane Doe. Um. I liked it. I did. I liked it a lot. I don't feel it was, I think it was really uh, well done with some nice cleverness. Mm -hmm. It's not surprisingly original. Like you can see the DNA of where they're coming from. Like you're like, oh, I can see a little bit of this movie. I can see a little bit of this movie. But that said, it's still put together so well. And it's got Brian Cox Mm -hmm. and Emile Hirsch and the two, and it's pretty much the two of them alone in a room. Oh, I'm good with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the premise is great because it's a father and son who are both, um, mortuary technicians. Mm -hmm. So he's like the county coroner who has to determine cause of death. Yeah. And um, a crazy murder spree happens at a house, and they find this body in the basement. Like, who is she? Mm-hmm. Like, we know this, this is a small town in America. We know everybody here except her. Who is she? Why is she here? She's dead. Okay, let's take her to the county coroner. Okay, guys, can you figure out cause of death for me? Because I can figure out everything that happened in this house except for her. So I need to know about her. Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. So it's the autopsy of Jane Doe. You know, it's the title of the piece. Um, it is really, really taught. Like, it is it is very well put together. It is masterfully crafted. You know, it's great. It's beautifully shot. It's got a tight script. Great character interactions. You know, so I put it, you know, like at 85 to 88% fresh. Okay. okay. Um, like... And I only am knocking it down simply because is it the most original thing on the planet? Mm-hmm. No. Is it really well done? Yes. Nice. And considering where it goes, um, it goes supernatural. This is not a huge spoiler because, like the tra- I know the trailer is going to give that away, and they give it away within twenty minutes. In fact, I have two complaints. Okay. About the movie. One that within twenty minutes they have clued you in that it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because. It could be presented as a crime drama. Okay. Like they could have played that out a little bit longer, but within 20 minutes, there's the musical stings, there's the camera angles, there's, and I'm like, oh, it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Although if you go too long without relaying it's a horror movie, it, it, and you oh, push yeah. it too far, you go, it, it feels like a bait and switch. I but, just, I feel like yeah. they could have no. played that out a little bit longer to where you had a little bit more like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now that said, when they go there, what is very satisfying is when it starts to get like, what? Uh, the son's like, dad, I feel like we should just go. And the dad's like, no, we got to get this job done. And then shit really hits the fan. And the dad literally says, fuck it, we're leaving. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> right, which is... Bravo, get, bravo. Gets the audience right on board of, yes, thank you for being smart. And then my other complaint is, they. this is a minor plot point. They don't, to put it in the proper terms, the provenance of the body is not clearly established. <laughs> okay. Because the question is, who is this woman mm-hmm. in this house, in this residence? This is a residence. This is somebody's house. We know who lives there and they find this random body. Yeah. The one thing the movie doesn't actually establish real well is how did she get there? <laughs> and that's a pretty basic thing. Yeah. When you follow the whole movie, okay. like it kind of does, but it doesn't. Okay. And like, I feel like one line added to the script could have like... Somebody, all it needed was somebody to go, you know what? And somebody just literally add one line mm-hmm. to just go, well, this is what was going on. Oh, okay. And and then it would just be like, well, there you go. It's all tied up there. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, I liked it. I do recommend it. You should seek it out. It is definitely quality, quality spooks. I, uh, I was genuinely, like, covering my eyes at parts, doing all the right. whole, like, oh, oh geez. Some good jumps, some good, like, creepy-looking shit. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Some nice body horror, too. I would have liked that, Nice. Was it the exact same uh, dead body that's been sitting in the lobby for two days? Uh, Yes. Excellent. Well, not the exact same. The one in the body is nowhere near. It's actually an actress in the film. That's impressive. Because nice. she's credited. Because I was going to say the the organs are all in the wrong place in the, the one in the lobby. In the movie, there, dear the listeners, place. in the lobby, there is a a fake dead body that, it that everybody has a, been like uh, taking pictures around with. with. Yeah, and climbing on top of. I saw somebody climbing on top of it. Wow! <laughs> I'm like, you go. Okay, all right then. Time. All right then. Ah, and it does continue our entrails and tentacles theme for this fest. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So, um, yeah, give it a thumb, a big two two thumbs up. Yes. Okay. And in that same time slot, I saw a movie called Tony Erdman. Erdman. So remember like three days ago when we were talking about the great Germans of comedy? Because <laughs> there's so many of them. Yeah. Th- this is a German comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, which means it's three hours long and it's mostly drama. <laughs> But it's also, <laughs> but um, to be fair, this was Germany's submission for the Oscar uh, contender. Oh, so okay. um, it it is a solid movie. It is very very long for what it is, but it is a fairly kind of simple story. It's about a uh, a father who is kind of alienated from his daughter. His uh, the the father is just kind of the simple guy. He's like a music teacher for uh, for kids, and uh, he's just kind of goofy. And he likes you know playing practical jokes on the level of he keeps fake teeth in his pocket just in case he needs to do a stupid joke <laughs> on somebody. And his daughter is this high-powered consultant who works for uh-huh. companies that that 
she goes around and makes recommendations for outsourcing and that sort of thing. So she's like traveling around the world and working in different countries and okay. you know, working for the oil industry and, and all that. Okay. And so she's serious, career driven, and there is a complete disconnect between these two people. Okay. And uh, the dad's feeling more and more isolated, like his dog dies and he doesn't really oh. have anything to do. And, and so he, he's very frustrated that he doesn't have a connection with his daughter anymore. So he decides to go visit her. And of course, you know, he just kind of shows up in her life and oh, disrupts God. everything. <laughs> oh God. Cause he's just uncouth and he doesn't know what really know what's going on. He doesn't understand anything of what she's doing. He doesn't understand the business world at all. So he kind of just shows up in her life and she tries to kind of accommodate him and it doesn't really work. And she goes, okay, you got to go. Then he starts showing up in disguise oh, at, at, at parties, but he's he kind of charms everybody around him. So kind of like they're uh, they're kind of like clearly this is a guy with bad teeth and a bad wig, but he's amusing me, so I guess I'll let him stay. And oh. and it's kind of amusing. So there, it's kind of this. Um, it's it's a comedy that works a lot off of awkwardness, oh. and. Um, but it's very touching and all the character moments are really well earned and the, the two Aww. characters are really well developed and there are some scenes that are screamingly funny. Oh, <laughs> um, cool. They, okay. So um, it's glacially paced. I will warn you because it, like, if I got my hands on it, I'd trim it, like, half hour to 45 minutes out of the thing and tighten it tighten it up a little bit but i'd uh i'd find it hard to cut anything because you know scene to scene it's they're all really pretty great so oh carrie yeah because yeah, carrie league said she saw it and she said it made her cry oh yeah it's, she loved her it is really moving it. in 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 parts oh and, and and there are some scenes that are just <laughs> enormously hilarious uh, I don't want to spoil any of them because the the really truly great ones are near the end, and I can't even explain it. There is one. There is the best karaoke scene ever. I it is. It was mentioned in the write up. Yeah, like the the most uncomfortable karaoke scene. It's Dion Warwick, greatest love of all. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I can guess. Oh my god! It's amazing. Oh no! <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, then. So it's, um, if you feel like a three hour long German comedy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't feel <laughs> Who doesn't? like a three hour long German comedy yeah. that's glacially paced, but hilarious? It, it, it is worth yeah, going like, through it. It, it, it. it does earn its running time, I will say that. Oh, so. I did want to say one thing yeah. about Autopsy. I was talking with somebody about it after, and it occurred to me, you know what? What I really would have liked if the son had been a daughter. There is literally, like, no when you to... see it, like, there is nothing in that characterization that requires it to be a man. Mm -hmm. And, like, as we sometimes talk about with Cargill, like, sometimes a character, like, if you turn it into a woman, a character that is likable as a woman becomes unlikable because our society doesn't allow a woman to be flawed in the same way that a man is right. flawed. We, there is nothing yeah. of that here. In fact, it would have been really fun to see a female 
like the daughter being all like, I'm going to cut this body up. I'm not grossed out at all. This is just mm-hmm. what I do. And then the boyfriend come in and be like, what? Can I see a dead body? And, mm-hmm. the, you know, it would have been a fun gender swap. Yeah. And and it's one of the things I really appreciate about Tony Erdman is it's not a high-powered son. It's a daughter. It's a daughter. Yeah. And, and it, there's no, like, when are you going to get married and have kids? There, there's zero of oh, that. It God. is, it, 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 even though she's kind she's kind of of that age, you know, she's not particularly young. She is, you know, thirties ish. Yeah. Forties uh, ish maybe. But, uh, you know, she's just focused, living alone, uh, likes her doing life. well, likes her life. Um, not, she doesn't seem particularly happy, but she, it's just kind of in that, um, you know, she's that her business is what she does. That is, she, it satisfies her. This is yeah. what she wants to be. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next slot. Okay. So you had bad batch. Yes. With, uh, which is the latest from the woman who direct, wrote and directed a girl walks home alone at night. Oh, Anna Lilia. Yeah. An- Anandpur. Uh, Amanpur. I'm blanking on her last God. name. It's Anna Lily, though. She's Irani? I think she is. Yeah. But her, she has no accent. Yeah. Um, she was there mm-hmm. to introduce and to do a Q&A. And Luke did the Q&A afterwards. And Luke, I I even asked him afterwards. I'm like, have you ever interviewed her before? He's like, no. And, I, and he's like, she was amazing. <laughs> she, was, she was more bonkers than any film you have ever seen at Fantastic Fest. That's amazing. She was either balls out drunk or high, or she is really just like that. <laughs> but even if she was balls out drunk or high, she's really just like that because who gets that drunk or high to Q&A your film at a festival? Mm-hmm. Like that takes some balls to get that fucked up. <laughs> so, you know, she's, they're like, come, you know, the director is here before the film. Do you, come on up. Did you want to say anything about the film? She's like. What do you say about a movie before you watch it? It's like saying, hey, let's talk about the sex we're about to have. <laughs> and I'm right there. I'm it's like, like I'm in love with you. I, <laughs> I'm on board for whatever happens here. And I had I had commented to Cargill earlier in the day. I, I haven't, I have been, I couldn't help but notice the sausage party that is every Q&A that I had seen yeah. so far of male interviewer and male directors and if there are females up there they are talent they yeah. are not and so man man male 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 and so just look it's a woman mm-hmm. yay so, so exciting <laughs> and i could tell that the movie was made by a woman not because it was a female film but there's there's just an aesthetic there that's a little i don't know it vibed female to me i liked it nobody else I talked to apparently did. But here's the thing. Everybody I could find to talk to about it was a man. Interesting. And they were universally, even Alan Cerny, who loves everything, um, universally like, no, it was a mess. Um, It was incoherent, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, as I put it, look, I can see why you didn't like it, I can see what's wrong with it, but it did work for me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Alan Cerny was like, I wanted more about the cannibals. I'm like, that's not what the story's about. You wanted a different movie then. Mm-hmm. The story's about the lead character. Well, she wasn't interesting. I'm like, 
Really? Here is a woman who is literally devoured, literally deconstructed, mm -hmm. like disemboweled, you know, just taken apart by a, the society that she falls into. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the film, she has gone back and connected with one of those people and is trying to make a connection with them. You don't find that fascinating? I do. Mm -hmm. And it's earned. You can see why she's making that choice. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're like, would I make that choice? I might. I don't know. Um, Keanu Reeves is in it. I, I approve. And he's terrific. He's <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Aww. And he is... I it, like I like well used Keanu Reeves. He's very well used. He's yes. very well used. She they were like, why Keanu Reeves? And she's like, because no matter what Keanu Reeves at his core, you know he's good. Yeah. She's like, I needed somebody in this role who wouldn't turn it into a bad guy. Mm -hmm. If this was Billy Bob Thornton playing it, it'd be a fucking bad guy. She's like, technically he's the bad guy, except that when you watch it, he's not the bad guy mm -hmm. at all. You can see what's happening there and. He's not, I mean, is he taking advantage of his power in this situation? Yes, but he's not, he's not pulling a fast one on anybody that he's using that power on. Mm -hmm. He's very open about what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So is he really a bad guy? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, she called it a fairy tale. Interesting. At the end. And I think that's apt. So yeah. I... Liked it. It was, it's very unusual for me to be way on board with something so arty. Mm -hmm. I'm way on board with it. Nice. Like, is it perfect? No. I am not telling you it's perfect. Is it worth watching? Yes. Yes. I like her voice. Excellent. I like what she's doing. So that is what I have to say there. Fantastic. So I, in the same time slot, saw Age of Shadows. Which sounded crazy it's awesome. Wow. Okay, so um, another Oscar contender for the uh, Best Foreign Film Oscar. Uh, this is Korea's submission. Oh. And this comes from the same guy who did The Good, the Bad, and the Weird and uh, Tale of Two Sisters. Okay. And uh, I Saw the Devil, which ah. are some of the best horror films to ever come out of Korea. Yeah. And uh, this guy just made... <laughs> If any of you out there have seen uh, Jean-Pierre Melville's Army of Shadows, this is Army of Shadows for Korea. Okay. So um, Army of Shadows is about the French Rebellion as told in... Yeah, yeah by, I, I read by the write-up on this. Melville, yeah. yeah. Um, Age of Shadows is set in Korea um, during the J Japanese occupation, which lasted from... Uh, 1910 through the end of World War II. And so this is set during about the 1920s when the the revolts are really starting to ramp up. So the, sure. the Koreans are starting to revolt against the Japanese. And this story takes place in Korea. They wander into China for a little while. And so it is a... Okay. Detailing the plot's going to be tough for me because, sadly, I nodded off for, like, 20 minutes of the very beginning of it. Oh. So, like, the very setup of it, um, I lost, it's, which is a tragedy because I was like, I'm so tired, but I want to go. And then I was fine. So, thankfully, I was able to catch up <laughs> because Good. this is a dense, twisty, turny movie, and it's, it is about spies 
double agents that become double agents and twisty, turny uh, and, okay, relationships you- between... Um, the, the, the main guy is a, uh, a Korean uh, military policeman who is working for the Japanese. Okay. And so he winds up going undercover with the, uh, the rebels and... Then, like, there's there's more going on, and there there's just all sorts of uh, yeah. Back- don't try to do the delicate, in these really things. delicate backstabbing without anybody knowing about it. And um, the the plot has it like a dozen main characters. It is super complex, but it is um, the one thing that would help uh, navigate the plot is just doing a basic read of what was going on in Korea at the time, you know, mm. knowing about the Japanese occupation and, you know, like playing to a Korean audience, they would know this stuff. We as Americans don't because our uh, history teaching is There crap. is no other country but America. Yeah. And, and these are, these are non-white people. We really but didn't care what was care. happening about we them. We don't care about the Koreans. They don't come here and do jobs for us. <laughs> so anyway... Um, it is, it, okay, so it may be the, the, the plot. <laughs> doing, try, watching you try to well, figure the, out what Well, the thing is, people. well, no, the, the plot might be a little complex for its own good. I mean, you have to be like on point following exactly what each character is doing. It's like, I felt like I needed to take notes to figure out who was working for whom and when and what, who they were fucking over. But, um. This, it, it, the tone of it is very much like The Godfather. It's that sort oh, of gravity, yeah. that sort of really high polished storytelling. And it's all about the relationships between the people. And then um, where it might kind of stutter in just pacing in the dramatic parts, the action and tension pieces in the movie are masterpiece level. There is the series of scenes in a train right in the middle, which is just like a buffet table of awesome (laughs) because all the characters are on a train and they're all like uh, diving into different cars and clandestinely meeting with different ones and telling other people different information and and just weaving in and out of the scene and they're trying to find the ones that they don't know and... It's amazing. Okay. It's amazing. Reading the write-up, I had yeah. a concern of would I be able to track all of the characters and all the twisty turnies. I had no problem. Once I woke up, <laughs> my my big flaw was I fell asleep for 20 minutes Which, right in the beginning. So I happened. missed setup. So, But uh, you could keep all the characters Oh, yeah. Separate. They're, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like, wait, are you, are, is that a, what who's who's that oh no they um if you're if you're thinking of the the average white person problem of oh these are all asian people that look vaguely the same they don't okay um well i just remember um it's like what what was the chinese one last year where like you everybody had beards and everybody had well like all yeah all of 
Yeah. Everybody was wearing the same costume. Yeah. And all the women were kind of the same age yeah. and in makeup. And I was like, I literally cannot tell who is who. No, and this are, is... And they're never calling anybody by name. The characters are very well delineated. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've got, you've got Japanese people. You've got Korean people. There are some Chinese people in there. There's... Uh, there's a white dude, there's women, what? there's, yeah. <laughs> we aren't allowed. There's like one, one white dude. And, uh, so it's like, okay, that's the one with the glasses. That's the one with the beard and that's the white dude and that's the woman and that's the, okay, uh, cool. yeah. Okay, yeah. good. So, I mean, they're, you, it's pretty easy to keep everybody apart. Okay. Yeah. I want you to see the Bad Batch and I definitely want to see Age of oh, Shadows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, okay. they're both playing, uh, second half. So, I mean, I'm Is sure. Is Bad Batch? Did you did we check? I thought I thought so. Um, okay. Or if they haven't added a second screening, it's, you know it's going to get on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a uh, girl walks a home alone at night is on Netflix showed, right now. Yeah, showed up yeah. pretty quickly on Netflix. So I feel good about that one going to. VOD. Yeah. Oh my god! And her her Q and A afterwards mm-hmm. was even cra- crazier. I bet <laughs> she was. She was just like. All just like fuck this and you know and my vag my vagina and I'm just, <laughs> like I'm just like oh I kind of envied that experience um, yeah and oh and by the way Jim Carrey is in it completely what? unrecognizable I didn't know it was Lovely. him until I saw the and the he credits. does a great job he does an absolutely great job Jim Carrey can be a great oh, actor well, I mean I I am not unaware of that yeah. so just FYI yeah if you even notice it's him. And then when you know, and you'll be like, holy shit. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Momoa is terrific. Cool. So, yeah, like every everybody that you see in it mm-hmm. is worth watching. Yeah. And uh, Age of Shadows, everybody in the cast is I bet. really quite good. Well, they, yeah, they are so, like, because yeah. The Departed, which was based on Infernal Affairs. Yeah. Like, when Koreans do, like, twisty, turny plot shit, they do it really well. They do. They, they do, do it really well. Although I don't know that. Inferno- was Infernal Affairs wasn't Korean. I meant to say Asian culture. I, I was going to say Infernal Affairs is Japanese. Yeah, but when Windy. Asian, Windy. Yes, I know when Asian cultures yeah. do. I, I, they, they just have such epic storytelling from all their years of opera and and shit. Like just their whole history of clans and and dynasties and. Mm-hmm we're going to invade you and we're going to resist that and this is going to happen. I feel like they have a whole rich history that they tap into on a genetic level, on a cultural level to be they, like... They have a very well-supported film industry too. They, it's yeah. the, the, they turn out some astoundingly good movies. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just feel like they're cultural. Like the stories they tell are just really... Really chewy. Yeah, really chewy. Like they, they're they're not afraid to go for the really great drama. Yeah, yeah. and really complex stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like good stuff. we do it, but I feel like in America when we do it, it's because we ripped somebody else off. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, like the height of our contribution to cinema is Michael Bay. I know that's not true. That's just, not true. You I'm know just that. feeling a little down on American cinema right now. <laughs> But anyway, um, we should move on to the girl with all the gifts because that's what we both closed out on, what? and we've been talking for a long time. So yes. we should we should do this. So the girl with all the gifts um, is a YA. It, it's a based on yeah. a YA novel. I yeah. have not heard of at all. Mm-hmm. So now I need to seek it out because I'm very curious. Yeah. So um, unlike other YA 
movies, this one is not going to be made into a series, I don't think, or I should say it wraps up by the end. If yeah. they go further, they do. But at the end, you're not like, well, now I need to know what happens next. It's like, oh, nope. It's story, a, it's a nicely, t- it's a nicely um, turned out story. It's nicely ended. It, it ends. Yeah. There is an ending. Yeah. And it is uh, a younger Young adults, then. Yeah, this is more like a to seeing. Yeah. 10, 10, 10 to, to 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the story, I forget her name, the, the character's name. Melanie. Melanie. So it's a, it's a UK, it's set in London and there around. Yes. And it is, uh, it opens in this kind of army bunker where these children are being each kept in kind of these uh, solitary confinement cells. It's a great cold open. Oh, it's a great cold open. And Melanie is one of these children. And uh, before the, the soldiers come in to take them out, they have to sit in these wheelchairs with these restraints on. Well, the soldiers come in and, you know, buckle them into these uh, wheelchairs and then they wheel them into class and then there's a teacher in front of class teaching all these children about the same age uh, random, uh, thing. random random things about the world but it's very clearly in this enclosed underground bunker sort of it's facility. an army base it's it, yeah. this is some sort of military facility yeah and so all these kids look normal and they're they seem to be normal kids except they're all strapped into these wheelchairs and um it soon becomes clear that, uh, you know, through various you know steps of narrative, that these children are uh, basically part zombie. They're they're infected. They're infected. They they, they never use be, the zombie word. Yeah, but they're zombies. They're zombies. They're zombies. So um, if they get a whiff of of human, they will start turning into like lizard brain zombie chewing machinery. But uh, the humans are like coating themselves in something that masks their scent, basically. And, and when their scent is masked, the kids are just kids. Yeah. But if they get a whiff of that, then it's just like, bang, 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 and they just go to chewy mode. Like it, there's no transformation other than they just want to bite everything around them and they yeah. go feral, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Which that's a very effective. That's a creepy thing. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, of course, you see more and more of the world. You know, it's. The world has gone amok and there are zombies and uh, attacking the base. And of course, you know, the base gets compromised and small, you know, little clutch of people and the one kid go off to, you know, save themselves. And, you know, it's kind of the trials and tribulations of being stuck with one of these kids who's she is very much in tune with the humans around her. She's. She's a kid. Like and she, she wants to connect with. She desperately she, wants to connect. Yeah. She's very polite to everybody. Calls them by name. She's Good smart. Morning. Very smart. Yeah. Um, and she she watches. She asks questions. She learns by observing. Um, and she is self aware of what she is. There, there's a point where she gets a whiff of her favorite person, and it's just like, and you can see her control it, and yeah. she's like. You need to leave now. Yeah, and I or I need to be fed. I you need to let me out so I can feed and not yeah bother like, you guys. <laughs> it's like uh yeah um and and she at first you know they're transporting her so they can do experiments on her yeah but very quickly she becomes an asset because being one of the zombies the other zombies won't bother her so could you go out and clear the way could you go out and scout could you go get supplies and. This is her first 
outing into the world. Mm-hmm. She's been in this bunker her whole life. So you see her go out on her own and just like encounter things. Yeah, like it, toys or like what's, you know, what, um, what is she, a washer and dryer? <laughs> she opens it up and puts her head in the washer's like, hello? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the child actress is phenomenal. Oh, she, she's great. And let's back up. Let one, us, the, one of the, the people in the cast is Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Within the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so, stabbing zombies in the head. Glenn Close, stabbing zombies in the head. It was great. Was not to love. And she is... None of these characters are bad guys. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the other nice part about it. Like, yes, she wants to do experiments on her, but she wants to do experiments on her because she thinks she's cracked the code to develop a vaccine. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take... It's going to take needing to do experiments on Melanie to to get what she needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, what? And, and I, I could save the human race with this kid's brain. Yeah, essentially. Like, I if if you sacrifice yourself, we could save the human race. Yeah. And for uh, this is minor spoiler, um, and I really appreciated this angle, dear listeners. If you're not getting a clearer view of what we're talking about, this is actually a Fresh take on zombies. I love this. I love this. It was really exciting. Yeah, because for as tired as we've been of zombies for so long, this is actually a fresh take on them, and I'm so appreciative of it. And the concept behind the zombies is they they use the cordyceps fungus. Mm -hmm. So it's the same fungus that um, if you uh, have encountered science articles about the fungus that takes over uh, various insects and controls their brain to climb certain blades of grass and then they basically get into the proper spot and then it just sprouts out and sends out spores and and it it's fungus that is brain controlling and so they use that as the zombie concept it that and that is that is the fungal infection that you get that turns you into a, into a quote hungry yeah hungries don't eat their own hungries don't eat their own and it's it's sharp. It's really sharp. Oh, it really is. Yeah. And and it t- they take it to a really interesting level. Um, there and there's a. I don't want to spoil. It. There's a great moment at the end with Melanie and the doctor. Oh, there are so many great moments just between everybody. Really, like it. It. Ah, uh, yeah, and a lovely reversal uh-huh. at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl with all the gifts. Uh, this is so obvious, listeners. And again, you get it within the first 10 minutes, but um, the teacher tells them the story of Pandora, who's, yeah. whose name means gift bringer. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's your, that is your framing uh, myth. Your allegory is Pandora mm-hmm. and Melanie as Pandora, but what is she letting out of the box? Yeah. It. It's a remarkably good movie. It really I was, is. I, mean, I, I was really impressed. I, there are depths and layers. Yeah. Like, you know me, when I can spot a theme mm-hmm. and like, and how like, oh, look at the way it's reflected in, in settings and characters and script. I'm like, look at this. There's writing happening here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody didn't just write a plot. Like they considered their central idea they wanted to communicate and how they would do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a sharp little movie. 
I, uh, yeah. I, I, I was not expecting anything on that level. And it was, it was sharp. And like the tense parts were like, that's good. Yeah. Good, good action construction. I was really impressed. It, yeah. And some really Solid. nice, really nice action, like stuff that happens in slightly different ways. Mm-hmm. Very. <laughs> yeah. So good. So um, good. Yeah. I love when they're walking through just. Like uh, oh yeah, there there are so many scenes that you can't you can't describe really. Yeah, they're, you just have to see and how they play out. So visually great, and the, mm-hmm. they have such a clear concept of these zombies, of how they work. Mm-hmm. Like where other other films we've talked about, the the world building fails. This one does not. Mm-hmm. This is all the way thought out. And the benefit yeah. of having an, a good apparently must be a good novel, because not every world. Is not all worlds are built the same? Yeah, even in novels. Yeah. even in novels. So we should. So wrap yeah, this we up. should wrap it up. Um, but I will close it with you know how we were talking about old and crusty Jeff Bridges is best Jeff Bridges. Glenn, Just close. Glenn Close, old and crusty Glenn Close. I am really welcoming this phase of her career. Oh, she's so her face and yes, yeah, so on board. Cranky Glenn Close. Well, she always was kind of cranky in a lot of her movies, yeah, but even more younger. I, I, I wouldn't. But this is this is like she's got the. I wouldn't call her cranky. She's just matter of fact. She's oh, yeah. badass. She's like, I don't give a fuck what you think you're doing. I have an agenda, mm-hmm. and don't get in the way of it. Mm-hmm. She's moving into like Dom Judy Dench levels of gravitas. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a great moment where the the sergeant is like, "What the fuck was that thing you just did that put us in danger?" And she's like, "Our mission statement is to gather data. I was gathering data. You put us in danger. I'll try to remember that next time unless it gets in the way." Like that's basically what she says. Yeah. And unless I decide to ignore it. She's <laughs> like I love that. My job is to save the human race, fucker. (laughs) You're part of the human race, but you're not the whole human race, so suck it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fun little movie. Yes. Yes. And little is right, because it's a very small cast. Yeah. It is is fairly contained. It's... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's sweeping in scope. I mean, yeah. it's about it's about the end of the world, and there's some lovely panoramic shots of London. But it's right? really all about the the relationships between the characters, and and know. it really does just come down to what the five of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I impressive. Liked it a lot. Oh, definitely, definitely seek it out, listeners. So um, this was been this has been day two. Uh, tomorrow might be a little weird. We'll see how that goes. You'll find out tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast. That's right. So, dear listeners, we will let you go and we will get some sleep. Yes. Uh, have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Yeah. It's